Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch Chop Retrofit. All right, so we just want to congratulate ourselves. Yeah. How about a round of applause for Cinema Chop Shop? We just passed 10,000 downloads this week. And it only took us three years. And climbing. <laughs> and this is not a pat yourself on the back podcast. Welcome to season eight, episode 13 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs like us decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is Silent Hill Travelation, a.k.a. World of War Trav. Yes. <laughs> a.k.a. Tron. <laughs> ah, yes. I love that one. And I will be your host. And we are joined, as always, here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, a.k.a. E. Shonda, a.k.a. Gaming Sean Soul. <laughs> and in our third seat, Chop Shop Regulator, Resident Eve Chell, a.k.a. Silent Chell, nice. a.k.a. Pikachu. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> and it is our extreme pleasure to welcome back to the show in his triumphant return, mm -hmm. Super Markio, <laughs> aka Alone in the Mark, aka World of Marcraft. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's your boy, Mark. So, further description of the show the tagline says, Watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes they're classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer we're not actually in favor of remake, reboot, sequel dependent culture. Game over. <laughs> This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. And sometimes we level up. That brings us to our first segment, which is going to be movie news. And unfortunately, we do have to start it off with three RIPs. Uh, rest in peace and rest in power to uh, Dustin Diamond, dead at 44 from stage four lung cancer. Next, Hal Holbrook. Emmy and Tony Award-winning actor who portrayed Mark Twain and Deep Throat dies at 95. And then breaking news, uh, rest in peace and rest in power to Christopher Plummer, who died of natural causes at the age of 91 today as of this recording. Hmm. So once again, rest in peace and rest in power to the three of them. Uh, on to more news. Apple lands the Sundance sensation Coda for $25 million. Party on! There will be a Wayne's World Super Bowl ad. Uh, when you're listening to this, when it goes kerplunk on Sunday, look out for that Wayne's World ad during the, soup the big game. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Evan Rachel Wood and other women make allegations of abuse against Marilyn Manson. Shocking no one. Uh, he did get dropped from his record label as well. Is it woke director or woke director? Mo Maribel to helm Disney Plus Three Men and a Baby reboot starring Zac Efron. Mm. Sean, you have some thoughts on this. It's not a funny joke anymore. Because <laughs> it doesn't apply. Because single dads are a thing. And uh -huh. the, the comedy of three inept men trying to raise a baby mm -hmm. together doesn't apply to it's, it 2021. It doesn't play in 2021. No, it's yeah. stupid. I agree. Next, Josh Dumel confirmed to replace Army Hammer in Shotgun Wedding. And what's going on with fucking Army Hammer? 
Oh, ain't nothing wrong with a little nibble now and then. <laughs> See, he did something on Instagram, right? Uh, was it Twitter? I think it's Twitter. Is it Twitter? He used to literally eat someone's toes, I think. He and like suck their blood or something. cannibalism yeah. and vampirism. Yeah. And so he he might need a vacation. Well, is it going to affect his inheritance? That's From what I want to know. From the Arm and Hammer fortune. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Next, Francis Ford Coppola confirms that Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder might be married. This has to be Who a, was asking? Right? Uh, <laughs> this has to be a Bram Stoker Dracula situation. Yeah, because in the film, he cast a whatever that priest was uh-huh. that married them in the film. Uh-huh. He was like a real deal priest. So <laughs> technically, they are married. And I don't know why they had Coppola... They fingers crossed. Well, I don't know why Coppola decided to like come out with this today. I mean, weird. All right. So that will wrap us up on movie news. And do you guys hear the phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Psycho Gorman, kiss kiss a fa 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 better. Crispin Glover did sue over being replaced in Back to the Future 2. He said he would have been fine with being replaced with a completely new actor, but because they used a mold of his face made during the filming of the first movie to make prosthetics to apply to the new actor, he decided to sue. According to Wikipedia, quote, Glover filed a lawsuit against the producers of the film on the grounds that they neither owned his likeness nor had permission to use it. As a result of the suit, there are now clauses in the Screen Actors Guild collective bargaining agreements stating that producers and actors are not allowed to use such methods to reproduce the likeness of other actors. Glover's legal action, while resolved outside of the courts, has been considered a key case in personality rights for actors with increasing use of improved special effects and digital media, in which an actor may have agreed to appear in one part of a production but have their likeness be used in another without their agreement, end quote. Josh Charles was not in Swing Kids, but he was in Dead Poet Society. I think maybe Travis was confusing him with Robert Sean Leonard, who was in Swing Kids and Dead Poet Society. Armed with all of this knowledge, you can now hop in your TARDIS and go back in time and fix the last episode. As long as you're not worried that it'll mess up the future. See you last week. All right. Thank you, Dana. We appreciate all of your hard work, and it sounds like we beat the game. That brings us to the theme of our episode. And due to a little bit of confusion, we're doing this episode a week earlier than we were originally scheduled. This was originally going to be the anti-Valentine's Day episode, but we're doing it a week earlier. And it's video game movies. And so I have a question for the panel, and we'll let Marco go first because he's our guest. Has there ever been a good video game movie and in what sense or context? I would say no, because just the way movies work versus the way games work, they don't really map one to one. It just doesn't work. So no, there's never been a good video game movie. Good video game documentaries, but that's more of a narrative story. Mm-hmm. And uh, the listeners know I'm not, or nor do I claim to be a video game guy, uh, but the rest of you do have some experience in the world of gaming right Mm -hmm. yes chelsea what are your favorite games what are my favorite games so uh keep it clean for the kiddos (laughs) wow i got nothing i love the last of us i'm pretty obsessed the last of us (laughs) the last of us uh one and two and that's being developed into a series like yeah i'm pretty sure it's a series yeah um hbo i think 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and, and we were having this discussion earlier in the week. Video games seem to do very well when you're in a long format, like a TV series, like The Witcher on mm-hmm. Netflix. I think that uh, Last of Us will be another good example where there is time to set up the characters and develop them. And because usually when you're playing a video game, you're looking at about nine to 12 hours of real gameplay in modern video games. That okay. Is. Um, and Naughty Dog basically <clears throat> makes movie interactive movies anyway. Oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah, they have amazing writing. Right. Yeah. So I think that a good video game movie would be, you know, I think the latest Lara Croft with uh, uh, Alicia Vikander. I like her. Was pretty decent. Um, not great. Um, I think that... Uh, I think The Rock's uh, Rampage was pretty decent. It was a fun movie, and it was because the video game was nothing. The video game was, uh, you know, you have three monsters to choose from, and you go and you beat on buildings while the army shoots at you, and that's the game. So they really didn't have anything that was constricting them to stick to canon. Yeah. They were able to just kind of have fun and make a fun, you know... Monster movie. Action flick, yeah. And so when it's done like that, it's like, well, is it a good video game movie? Well, it wasn't a great movie in and of itself, but was it entertaining? Yeah, I guess. I never saw it. Did anyone shrink down to a tiny human and kind of shrink off screen? No. Oh, well, never mind. Fuck that noise. (laughs) I'm not interested. (laughs) All right, that brings us to the next segment, which is the Midnight Double Feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two movies that are within our subject of the week that we feel would be a good pairing for a double feature and that uh, are somehow related to each other or at least to the genre. And so, once again, Mark, as our guest, uh, would you like to go first? Certainly. I chose two movies that are not really that much in common, but uh, movies about basically video game skills translating into saving the world skills. I chose Adam Sandler's Pixels and whoever was in The Last Starfighter. Lance Guest. Thank you. (laughs) Very nice. Um, Basically movies about people that were really good at video games, and then when the end of the world came around, they could use those skills to save the day. So video games and thematic. All right, cool. I'm going to piggyback off of Marco okay. since he used one of mine. I went with video game movies that you know were a, the video games were plot devices in the film. They weren't based on video games themselves. I went with 1982's Tron, Woo-hoo! which to this day is still one of the most confounding movies because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But it, about? it makes perfect sense. No, it makes no sense at all. <laughs> uh, but it's cool looking, and it was a huge risk for Disney at the time. And it was also significant because it had a rollout that was simultaneous with the video game. So they did a video game based on the movie and put them out at the same time. So literally, and I I did this, go see the movie at the theater. And right while you're playing the game. No, right afterwards, <laughs> go to the arcade and play the video game. That Guys, happened. don't go to the movie theater right now. <clears throat> no, don't. But uh, Jeff Bridges, Bruce Boxleitner, it's about... <gasps> I just love Bruce Boxleitner. Go ahead. The, you know, the, um, he, he was a video game designer developer yeah. uh kevin flynn uh quick sidebar my dad has a leather jacket that was a hollywood movie prop from a different movie it was a western uh it's got a fake bullet hole in the mm-hmm. arm and it was worn by bruce box like oh cool yeah Neat. your dad sounds pretty tough yeah man <laughs> so yeah uh, jeff bridges gets sucked into this video game world and he's 
don't we really don't know what he's doing. I don't think he knows what he's doing. I don't think the directors knew what he was doing, but it looked cool. Where does mm-hmm. Golden Globe nominated actor Jared Leto come into play? He does not in this one. I'm, I'm just <laughs> he does in the sequel though, right? Uh, isn't isn't Jared Leto in the I think maybe sequel? Maybe he's like a bad uh, guy. yeah. I also picked the Last Starfighter as my other one. You've got a trailer park boy who is obsessed with a video game more than his girl mm-hmm. and. Uh, he plays it so much that the uh, the people who are monitoring him from across the galaxy say, you're the guy. You're the guy that we're going to uh, bring in and uh, protect the universe and save the galaxy yes. and, and be a starfighter. A lot like Ender's Game, hmm. actually, if you want to compare plots. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was shitty the first time I saw it. It was shitty again. <laughs> I loved this movie as a kid. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just it's not a good film. But it was my jam. But this movie, Flight of the Navigator Ooh, and yeah. the Explorers. You I did like Flight of the Navigator. Flight yeah. of the Navigator for sure. All right, over to you, Chelsea. What have you got for a double feature? Well, Sean brought up an interesting point. You asked if there's any good movies based on video games. Okay. So you can do the opposite. Are there? good games based on movies because mm. that's usually a tire fire too okay. like <laughs> friday the 13th th- the et game oh, oh. There's a whole documentary about the et game oh so bad i'm yeah Street anyways i was just thinking game, about that movie? yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible so my double feature is about two games that just got like a remake or another installment sort of released so the first one is 2007's hitman and hitman okay. 3 just came out However, there's a really cool thing that happens in Hitman 3 if you're not playing on PC. And Joey Lawrence isn't in any of them? I don't know. Dana, help me out here. Which Hitman <laughs> is Joey Lawrence? Um, Whoa! So anyways, Hitman 3 just came out. <laughs> but if you own Hitman 1 and 2, you can get this upgrade where you can unlock like locations from the previous games. So you can essentially like replay these levels and unlock oh. cool new things. I just thought that was an fun. amazing series. Now, yeah, I love the game. I don't like level. Movie. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the other one is 2001's Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Now, this oh, is, I do like this movie. I think this movie is terrible, but it looks beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's I was blown away. One of away. the very few American-made animated movies about video games well the movie was produced by the same company that does the game okay i think that might have helped mm-hmm. with it but that it was sense. it was so gorgeous cutting edge at the time oh sure. yeah yeah looked amazing anyways the final fantasy 7 remake part one just came out Mm-hmm. great game <laughs> you don't like it i'm just mad because I'm concerned about what they're going to do with part two. Are they going to just make it a PS5 exclusive is what I think they're going to do. And then with all of the stuff going on with cyberpunk, if they make it an open world game, are they going to have the same problem? Will it take another 10 years to come out? Well, right. So then I'm wondering, because after you beat the first part, it's Mm -hmm. that huge map. So are they just going to release segments from it and it's going to be a continuous series? Right. I'm worried about that. Because they made like the first five or six hours into the entire game. Yes. The recent Final Fantasy remake. And then in the original game, when you get out of that first opening city, it's like this whole world to explore. Yes. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if they can scale up for it. Yeah. And Travis just mentally checked out through that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, are y'all done? <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> okay, my turn. Some uh, of us like games. Your topic, bro. <laughs> 
It's uh, mine. I, <laughs> I picked it. Okay. <laughs> well. We did it for you, Mark. Uh, no. So my first pick is going to be Wing Commander from 1999, directed by Chris Roberts, who was also the designer of the video game series for not EA. It was a different company, but um, it's got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Space adventure with impressive special effects about a young crew who represent the last hope for Earth menaced by the alien Kilrathi. Whoa. <laughs> After capturing a navigational device which shortcuts the route to Earth, the Kilrathi can only be intercepted by one team of fighter pilots who have, who have to hold off the aliens until reinforcements arrive. It's based on the computer game of the same name, starring Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard. I almost said Matthew Fox. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. And um, it's... Okay, so if you get past the fact that it's uh, based on a video game that I never played... I think and... Mark Hamill's in the video game. Yes. Okay. He was in the mm -hmm. yeah, really low-res video. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like his capture. voice? No, like they did like low-res video capture clips kind FMV of thing. stuff with some like enhancements. Yeah, pretty bad. So um, basically what it came down to was I didn't care, and so I kind of liked it. <laughs> I found myself being like, yeah. Wing Commander, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I paired that with uh, Need for Speed, Ooh. which I thought that I had seen before, but I went back and looked, and I had never checked it in. And then watching it, it wasn't familiar. So uh, it stars Aaron Paul of the aforementioned Breaking Bad, and uh, no, he's not in Better Call Saul. He's in El Camino, and also Imogen Poots. You've got Rami Malek. You've got Michael Keaton. A couple of other well-known actors, and it's still bad. It's awful. Toby Marshall, played by Aaron Paul, a mechanic, races muscle cars in an underground circuit. Struggling to keep his business afloat, he reluctantly partners with a wealthy but treacherous Dino. Dino Brewster, played by Dominic Cooper. That's the other guy. Uh, however, Dino frames Toby for a crime that sends him to prison. Two years later, Toby is out and bent on revenge. His only chance to take down Dino is to beat him in a high-stakes race. Of course, that's the only way. Uh, but to get there in time, he must successfully evade an army of cops and bounty hunters. Uh, so that was kind of my theme to very bad movies about games I never played. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, I'm going to give Wing Commander more of a recommend than Need for Speed, but still, they're very. It's a very soft recommend. Hmm. Um, I'll recommend Tron for the aesthetics, uh -huh. and that's it. And for my nickname <laughs> and your name, yes, yeah. Chelsea. Uh, I don't recommend the movies. I recommend the games. Fair enough, Marco. I don't recommend any of this. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. Why'd you invite me to this? All right, so uh, next we've got our feature segment, which is the recast. And this is where we take a pre-selected movie that we've all seen, and we hypothetically recast a few of the main actors with contemporary actors who are at, at the, the height of their, their powers. powers. There's a video game joke in there somewhere. Power, power level? Power up. Power up. Power up, yeah. Um, so the first film is going to be Super Mario Bros. from 1993, directed by Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. It was kind of Jankel. Um, mm -hmm. 
And it's got a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too, Too high. high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brooklyn plumbers Mario and Luigi get the shock of their lives when they discover a parallel world populated by the intelligent descendants of dinosaurs. It seems they weren't destroyed by a meteor millions of years ago, but hurled into another dimension. And now they have plans to rule our world. It's up to our unlikely heroes to battle the evil King Koopa and his Goomba guards. Free the beautiful Princess Daisy and save mankind in this adventure of a lifetime. Sean, <laughs> you had a you had a pretty scathing review. Well, I mean, all right. So if you want the full deep dive on this, listen to how did this get made? They did a full episode on it. They did a great job ripping this thing apart. First of all, <clears throat> this this film bears no resemblance to the game whatsoever, and they spend too much time explaining it instead of just presenting it Mm -hmm. it's stupid their premise is dumb and as you said the mario brothers are 22 years apart in age and we're supposed to believe that our hero's name is mario mario it's mario (laughs) mario it's awful and i asked as we were watching this i asked michelle i was like mario mario she's like yeah you didn't see the mug shots um it's pretty terrible i don't even want to go any further than that it's just awful and listen to listen to the our pierce podcast it's much better uh in terms of explaining this shithole of a movie and there's a riff tracks version oh yeah if you like mystery science theater 3000 check out the riff tracks version so the roles and the order that we're going to do them in first we've got luigi played by johnny legs john leguizamo who was 29 at the time then we've got mario played by like for no reason whatsoever (laughs) bob hoskins who was 51 at the time when i mean when you think mario you think bob hoskins right i mean i know just wait just wait i'll get there (laughs) frame roger rabbit yeah and then we've got uh princess daisy played by samantha mathis who i actually have a little bit of a crush on uh she was only 23 at the time and then we've got is it king koopa or bowser or is that the same thing not the same thing what because I've looked at different sources. Like on IMDb, they call him one thing. And on Wikipedia, they call him a different thing. He's King thing. Koopa. He's King Koopa. What's Bowser? Same person, First, really. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what the difference is. Just different names, depending on the... Depending on what game you're playing. playing. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. More like not so Super Mario Bros. That's your problem with it? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to recast those roles. So um, first up is Luigi, played by John Leguizamo. And Mark, who's your pick for this? So cutting right to the chase, Academy Award-winning Italian actor, star of 1997's Life is Beautiful, I chose Roberto Benigni. Roberto Benigni. <laughs> I shopped him, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he has serious acting skills. He's actually Italian. He's perfect for Luigi. Plus, he has that loser energy that Luigi is known for. Okay. I like it. Let me see. Let me see that <laughs> I like picture. the mustache. I love, I love visuals. All right. Especially on a podcast. Yeah. It's it's an audio medium, but I'm very visual, so I just need it. Over to you, Chelsea. Um, so my remake, Mario and Luigi are going to be super hot just because I just wanted eye candy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're Italian. Yeah. And they're closer in age, so that works. But anyways, my, Mari, or my Luigi... Ooh. He was in a lot of things. Nurse Jackie, 
uh, the TV series Vinyl. Uh, yeah, I went with. Uh, I can never say his last name. Please say Cannavale. Thank you, Bobby Cannavale. Yes, I just can't. Very nice. He's great. <clears throat> I think we're all on the same uh, pulse of this because Leguizamo, not Italian. Bob Hoskins, not, not Italian. Italian. <laughs> all right. So my actor play, portraying Luigi is eighty years old. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's been in such films as Dick Tracy, Dog Day Afternoon, <laughs> The Godfather, and Serpico. I went with Hua himself, Al Pacino. Al Pacino's mm. fucking 80? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. Over to me. Um, I also picked an Italian actor. Yes. He is 30 now. He's in Snowpiercer, but I believe... Oh, it's the movie. Yeah, the movie. Uh, but he's done a lot of television. He's on Skins. He's in The Musketeers. He's in the TV version of Snatch. His name is Luke Pascalino. Luke Pascalino is going to be my Luigi. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. And next up, we've got the namesake of the game and the movie. It's Marchio. I mean, Mario. Played by Bob Hoskins, who was 51 at the time. And... Mark, what do you got for this? I think we all know Mario has a mysterious and dark past. What's he hiding? <laughs> <laughs> we want someone who has the pl plumbing to mine the depths of this role. Known as the Hedgehog, you may be saying, wait, isn't that Sonic the Hedgehog? This guy is just that good. You know him, I know him. It's got to be 67-year-old Ron Jeremy. Whoa! Oh, love it. I love it. Facing more than 30 counts of sexual assault and 330 years in prison, He's been in movies and already has the Mario costume. Let's go. Holy shit. <laughs> I love it. Chelsea, your pick. My Mario is just a super badass. Um, he doesn't have skeletons in the closet. Mm. At does. all. Nope. Nope. Um, he's mostly known for TV too. Law and Order. Um, Oz. I went with Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Christopher mm -hmm. Maloney's good. I love nice. him. Very good. Over to you, Sean. My pick for Mario is 77 years old. He's been in such films <laughs> <Seriously>? as... Seriously? <laughs> he's been in such films as Cape Fear, The, yes. Deer... <laughs> <laughs> the Deer Hunter, Taxi Driver. He's the raging bull himself. I went with Robert De Niro. Bobby! <laughs> oh, right. My pick... Um, I actually did not go Italian for this one because Ew. my actor is 56 now. He was in The Pest, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Romeo and Juliet, excuse me, Romeo plus Juliet. His name is Johnny Legs, hmm. John Leguizamo. He's your Mario. He's my Mario. No. He has aged into being Mario. No, no, oh, no. <laughs> She's invoked the no button. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Princess Daisy, who was played by Samantha Mathis. Uh, pump up the volume. Oh, yeah. She was in that. Uh, she's in some other things as well, but that's really where our relationship began. It's when you the film Pump Up the you Volume. You pumped up something else, huh? <laughs> pump, pump it up. <laughs> and Samantha Mathis was 23 at the time. Marco, who's your pick? Well, what's Princess Daisy known for? Constantly being held hostage by King Koopa. So with that, we want someone that knows what it's like to be held hostage, right? 
Everyone's favorite kidnapped woman, Elizabeth Smart of Salt Lake City, Utah, was held hostage for 18 months as a young teen. It'd be nice to see someone that understands the trauma to play in Mario Brothers. Oh my god. Holy shit, man. Jesus. You went there. If you want trigger warning on this episode. Uh Yikes. And Chelsea, follow that. <laughs> oh wow. Um Jesus. My actress, she will not get held hostage. She will kick their ass. She's played a real princess who we all know is actually real. I went with Kristen Bell. She played Princess yeah. Anna mm-hmm. in Frozen, Frozen. and she's that's oh, real. That's okay. real. <laughs> I've been you on mean the, the cartoon Frozen? <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't care. It's real. <laughs> Sean, who's your pick? All right. My uh, Princess Daisy is 62 years old. <laughs> <laughs> She's been in such films as uh, Sliver, Quick and the Dead, yeah. Basic Instinct, and Casino. I went with Sharon Stone. Ah, uh, she's worked with your other actors before. Yes. A theme, perhaps? Hmm. Were you watching The Irishman this week? <laughs> At all? He watches oh The Irishman every weekend. On repeat. All right. My pick for the role of Princess Daisy is 22 now. She's in the movie The Visit. She's in The Society. She's in the upcoming Elvis biopic. She's in Better Watch Out. Her name is Olivia de Jong. Olivia de Jong is my pick for Mm -hmm. Princess Daisy. And it's mostly an age and face value pick. That's cool. So is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we've got Bowser slash Koopa. His name was Dennis Hoopa. I mean, Dennis Hopper. He was 57 at the time. So even though the movie is terrible, even though his performance is pretty terrible... He does what Dennis Hopper does and chews up that scenery. With those fake cornrows. Yeah, that was Mm. really weird. I guess they were supposed to be kind of trying to invoke his reptilian heritage. Well, we're on the topic. Let's also mention that Fisher Stevens is in this. Uh As well as, uh, uh, what's the guy? He was the parking attendant in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was also in uh, uh, Do the Right Thing as one of the sons. Matthew Broderick. No. All right, so uh, your pick for Bowser, Marco. All right, so King Koopa Koopa is your classic incel, right? Resorting to violence to get the girl. (laughs) Sure, he may not be spitting fireballs at Mario, but he certainly has his own noxious cocktails. I'm talking about Mr. J-E-L-L-O himself, 80-year-old Bill Cosby. Whoa! (laughs) Currently serving three years for three charges of aggravated sexual assault. Nice. Yes. Nice. (laughs) Damn, bro. (laughs) I picked someone like just as evil, only they haven't proven it yet. But we all know. I mean, we all know. Uh, I just went with fucking Tom Cruise. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Fuck just that asshole. <laughs> peel that curtain right back there. All right, Sean. All right, my King Koopa is 77 years old. Hmm. He's been in films such as The Irishman. Yes. <laughs> Raging Bull. Uh-huh. Goodfellas. Yeah. And my cousin Vinny. I went with Joe Pesci. Mm. And Home Alone. Don't forget Home Alone. (laughs) My Bowser is 57 now as well. I put him uh, right in the same age range. And I'm thinking that they could have done a better job visually uh, with this movie. So I picked an actor who's in Lord of the Rings, Planet of the Apes, 
Avengers and Star Wars. His name is Andy Serkis. And they're going to mocap the hell out of him. Okay. Mm. I got you. To make him look like Dennis Hopper? No. To, <laughs> <laughs> to make him look like a turtle man? I don't know about this game, you guys. <laughs> turtle man. A lizard man? What is he? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So final thoughts on Super Mario Bros. Don't watch it. No. Play the game. I somehow avoided uh, watching this movie until now. And boy, am I glad I checked it out. <laughs> also, my lovely wife, Michelle, Drink. Uh, just bought a Nintendo Switch. And one of the games that came with it is Origami Mario. So it's Mario, but you're, you're everybody's origami. Paper Mario. Pa- Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Okay. But there's a lot of origami in it. There's a lot of words in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, it, it just keeps talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah I'm also going to not recommend it and with that we're going to head into intermission but not before we say let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some Surge Cola and Doritos And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM. The Shop with Travisito, the brew boss. And me, Chelsea, the regulator. Well, we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies. All, All morning, morning long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah. hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! If you miss this event, you suck. Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger. Trontastic Ron. I'm going to rip his face off. Woo! And the defending champ. Little Thanos. You ain't got nothing, brother. I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition. So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemajobshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of of his his mind. mind! Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy.
Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. Uh, we are back. Thank you for bearing with us, Chop Shoppers. Um, I personally had to go and fertilize the yard. And when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do, Sean? Uh, beer check-ins. And we have an on-theme beer. Yes, this is from uh, Savannah River Brewing in Augusta, Georgia. It's called Blonky Kong. It is a tropical IPA featuring uh, Halatau Blanc as its feature hop. Ah, Blanc. Blanc, Blanky mm. Kong. It means white. <laughs> With that, while we enjoy this beer, let's taste it. What do you guys think? I think it's okay. It's better than that Sam Adams atrocity. Yeah, that didn't that didn't quite um, check any of the boxes for me. No, uh, but this one is fairly tasty. It's yeah, it's no, all right. It's no pixels. Travis wouldn't kick it out of bed. <laughs> Not for eating crackers. Mm-mm. I got a six pack of Hop Slam last week. I think ah. I think my palate has finally shifted far enough away. Thanks. Yeah, I have one. <laughs> it's not that great. I have one Hop Slam. They said that this year is pretty decent because uh, they use less honey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They also sell it, it in seemed, mini kegs. It seemed more malty. Than you guys I seen it. those? The mini kegs? I, I don't mess around with that. That brings us <laughs> to the 2021 movie marathon. And this is where Sean, myself, Chelsea, Andrew, and anybody else who would like to participate uh, try to see as many movies as we can throughout the calendar year. Uh, The goal being 365, because it is not a leap year, thank God. Today, as of this recording, it is the 36th day of the year. I'm on number 42. I'm on 45. Uh... 90 bitches. <laughs> Jeez Louise. You've slowed your roll though. I have. We need to talk about Chelsea. <laughs> Marco, have you seen anything recently that is worth mentioning? I thought St. Maud was pretty good, but I think Midsummer was a little bit better. Okay. And Different directors though, right? Yeah, but A24 joints. A24, good point. Um, and then... I also saw Psycho Goreman. Yeah. Woo! yeah, that was great. Uh, so was it last week? Yeah. We yeah. all talked about it, and Joey Poole was our guest. And he was like, I don't think in the history of this show I've ever seen the three of you gushing so much about one movie. Uh, good episode. Check it out. My first check-in of the week is going to be, uh, incidentally, directed by the aforementioned Fisher Stevens. It's called Palmer. Starring Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I believe it's on Apple TV. It is. You can tell JT really wants that Oscar real bad. But newcomer Ryder Allen steals the scenes. Uh, it's about a man who gets out of prison and is trying to get his life together. And he ends up being the caretaker for a, uh, let's say, non-binary child. Yeah, okay. Um, and it's very touching, very... Um, they, there was some parts where I got a little bit, you know, a little bit steamed steamed up in the eye department. Got a little <laughs> dusty in there. Yeah, and uh, I watched it with my lovely wife, Michelle, drink, and it was really good. Cool. Ooh, nice. Uh, my next check-in, my first check-in of the week, will be Partners from 1982. Partner. 
This is directed by James Burroughs, the same guy who directed Cheers and Frasier. Um, this is starring uh, Ryan O'Neill mm -hmm. and uh, John Hurt. In no, which no Brendan Fraser. Ryan O'Neill is a detective sergeant in the LAPD. John oh. Hurt. John Hurt is a closeted gay man who works at the police precinct behind a desk. And uh, John Hurt is the British guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. And because of some murders that happen in amongst the gay community, uh, Ryan O'Neill's character is put undercover with his new partner, played by John Hurt, as a gay couple living in the same area so they can investigate what really happened. Okay. It's a comedy. What? Hmm. It's a comedy. What? I mean, I was on the inside. I was laughing the whole time you described it. <laughs> Sounded funny. So I'm sure in 1982, they thought they were being sensitive to the gay community while poking fun at the same time. <laughs> uh, it did not age well. Uh, they were dropping the F word way too often. <gasps> and that did not help. You said that this guy directed oh. Frasier? Frasier. It, so wow. it brings a whole new meaning to the phrase, Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> it's got its charm, but again, like I said, it does. It did not age well. But I could see that it's kind of like a lot of the Blake Edwards stuff, where you mm -hmm. could say Blake Edwards was trying to be sensitive to the gay yeah. community, but at the same time, it's like by today's standards, it's still kind of insulting. Yeah, he missed the bar. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, it was a movie I watched. Chelsea, what do you got? Please, please don't make fun of me, okay? Okay. Please, I'm starting. I'm starting a journey. Uh huh. Because I've never really watched this director before uh -huh. until, gosh, in the fall I saw my first one. So I watched Pan's Labyrinth for the mm. first time. Guillermo del Toro. Does yep. it hold up? I haven't seen it since it was new. Hell yeah, it does. Oh, it was stunning. That movie is timeless. It was. It was amazing. Um, the first one I watched by him was Devil's Backbone, which I still like slightly better than this one. Interesting. But um, because Devil's Backbone is less polished, but very similarly themed. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Anyways, this this was amazing. Nice. All right. So my next check in is going to be The Vanished, and this was a recommendation from my wife or just something that she put on. It's on Netflix. My review was, there is much more than meets the eye in what appears to be a standard missing child case starring Thomas Jane and Anne Hesch. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert listeners. I'm going to reveal something here. Uh, so we've got this couple, Thomas Jane and Anne Hesch, and they've got an RV, like a badass RV, and they're yeah. traveling around, staying at different state parks mm -hmm. and like the uh, their daughter is in the back seat and they arrive at a state park and you can tell there's some tension between Anne Hesh and Thomas Jane. Michelle called it. She's like, he's a cheater. <laughs> and so uh, she goes to well, check Thomas in. Jane, you know. She goes to check in at the office and he's hooking up the RV to the electrical and gets distracted by the hot young neighbor. In that time frame, his daughter, their daughter, disappears from the RV. Hmm. Turns out what the daughter has been dead for like years. <laughs> and yeah. the the cool. wife has a like basically a psychotic break. Well, they both do. Mind. They both yes. play into the delusion. Yeah, so you watched mm. this. Yes, as well. I've seen it. What did you think? 
So I was not really on board okay. until the end. And I was like, shit. That's I fucking didn't expect it. I didn't either. Yeah. I really didn't. The twist is very They don't tease it. Shyamalan-esque. Oh. Hey, so they see dead people. Yes, mm. exactly. <laughs> it was sad. That does sound sad. Um, all right. My next film is going to be a video game film. I watched Assassin's Creed. Mm. Okay. So I enjoyed this video game quite a bit at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that the film did a pretty decent job of recreating some of the thrill of jumping from a giant building with the fate, leap of faith thing. And I also thought they did a good job of replicating the um, the virtual reality thing that he's in that kind of uh, taps into his genetic, genetic memory, memories, as they call it. But that was Acts 1 and 2. Act three, somewhere along the way, they decide we're going to turn this into National Treasure meets the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> and it gets really stupid really fast. And you're just like, well, fuck, I just wasted two hours of my day. Do the yeah. Knights Templar come into play? Absolutely. They well, must. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Assassin's Creed. So, Chelsea, do you have another one? I do. I also watched a video game movie. I watched Silent Hill. Silent Shell. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Go ahead. I actually didn't mind this. Um, there's like four or five of oh, some there's of a movies. bunch of them. Yeah, I don't want to watch the other one. The game, yeah. the game is fun. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't terrible. Some of the creatures and the imagery is is really creepy and unsettling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit uncomfortable. Pyramid head. Um. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He. He rips this woman's skin off by her tits. Aww. And like just in like one move. It was reason number was... thirty-five. I don't play video games. Well, this, well, this is, is a movie. movie. It's the movie. You're on a movie hey, podcast. Sean, you, uh, according to your Twitter review, you kind of liked this one as well. Right? I kind of liked it because they did a good job of capturing the atmosphere and the mood. I mean, the whole idea of a town in West Virginia that has a coal fire burning underneath yeah. so you're constantly yeah, being right. rained it's upon true. by ash that looks like snow mm-hmm. that's a really cool atmospheric effect and it looks great on film and i was a, I also like the fact that we have the two main characters are women you've got the uh, actress, i'm in love with Lori holden i was about to say the actress who was in uh, pitch black is the lead actress okay mm. and then you've got the actress who played andrea in the walking dead playing the super hot cop i was so pissed at that time. i'm <laughs> going there don't go there uh but uh very little uh, character development as you would expect for a video game film sean beans in this movie and he is uh-huh. and he's not utilized he makes- does he get to killed the at the credits. end? No! Wow. <laughs> That's how bad it is. But they don't utilize Sean Bean for, for the great actor that he is. I think that the uh, the resolution in the third act really falls off the rails after a really yeah. great buildup through Acts mm-hmm. 1 and 2. So it had my attention, and then just like Assassin's Creed, I was kind of like, eh, it's okay. Gotcha. I, was, I did enjoy Silent Hill better, though. It fizzled out before the climax. Yep, as I do. Ooh, my last one. Speaking of podcasts, you guys are all on one. Uh, this is the podcast documentary called Earbuds. Came out a few years back, uh, 2016. When your parents slash grandparents ask, what's a podcast? Point them in this direction. Mm. This was uh, written and directed by Graham Elwood, who is one of the co-hosts of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, one of our peers. And it features all of the heavy hitters in the podcasting world. My final check-in is going to be insert coin on the theme of the episode. Is this for the vibrating bed? Nope. 
This is a documentary <laughs> about the ups and downs of the video game developer Midway from Chicago. Yay. Hence the name. Uh, these are the guys that created Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam, <coughs> NARC. Uh, they really revolutionized the video capture technology and even on a shoestring budget and incorporating it into video games. It was a really high time for them in the late 80s, early 90s. And then, of course, by 99, they declared bankruptcy. Uh, so I watched a documentary called uh, Neverending Man about Miyazaki the animator for Studio yeah. Studio Ghibli. And he just came back, right? I actually have not seen this, but it's on my watch list. It's on my IMDb watch list. <laughs> yeah. Is um, it good? I enjoyed it. What's wrong? There's something, there's a I'm, butt here. I, I'm upset because the CGI mm. has dropped and the reviews are pretty terrible. And he was someone who was really excited about this CGI. It's when they did the short. It's an HBO Max movie, right? Yeah. It's, it's like when they were in the angry inch kind yeah. of homage. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, exactly. It's when he was first sort of discovering this after he retired. And he's just like, I cannot retire. I've got mm -hmm. to do something. I've With got CGI. To yeah, he can't animate. His hand, it hurts his hands too much. So oh. this is what's so sad about. Yeah, that is sad. And you might not watch it now. Um, well, the documentary is fine. I'm just sad about the new movie that's come out, and people are saying it's it, bad, it doesn't right? look good. Yeah. It's not narrative-driven, oh, which is... the new Miyazaki movie. Yes. Okay. Do we have a title on that? Earwig. And the Angry Witch. Witch. Yes. Okay. Or The Witch, something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and he's desperate to keep doing it. He just mm -hmm. physically can't, so he tries to sort of discover this next thing, but it's him running these animators like through the ringer all right and so chelsea you got one more <laughs> fuck you travis that's gonna go ahead and wrap us up on the 2021 movie marathon for this week bringing us to the recast continued resurrected the next level replay and <laughs> the movie that is going to be played in that way is double dragon from 1994 Directed by James Yukik. It's got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, guys. Right on target. Still a little high. <laughs> In a post-apocalyptic California, brothers Billy Lee, played by Scott Wolf, and Jimmy, played by Mark DeCassos, are highly trained martial artists living in the ravaged city of New Angeles. The pair have been trained by Satori, played by Julia Nixon, uh, who took them in after their parents died. When Satori finds herself pursued by evil overlord Koga Shuko, played by Robert Patrick, who's intent on possessing her mythical dragon medallion, the siblings are charged with protecting it from Shuko and his henchmen. Uh, so we should mention that there's two halves to the medallion. One of them is white. One of them is Polynesian. And <laughs> it's very confusing. What did you guys think about this movie? I liked it no. better than Mario because it didn't take itself too seriously. Mm -hmm. It kind of just said, this is our movie and deal with it, fuckers. <laughs> I liked that aspect of it, but it was pretty shitty. I, I did, liked Mil Alyssa Milano. I love Alyssa Milano and I loved her outfit. Mm -hmm. It was revealing yet modest. I thought that was nice. Uh, the beginning of the film, you've got uh, the newscast featuring... George Hamilton and yes. Vanna White. Yes. yes. That really was awesome. Yeah. 
Um, and Andy Dick Andy as the Dick weatherman. Oh, Andy Dick as the weatherman. Himself. <laughs> they all were. They all were. It's perfect. Uh, the Nightmare Future so, so 2007, yes. There were elements of the film that I was like, this is pretty funny, but it's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Apparently, uh, it was pitched as like a kind of a dark kung fu movie, but then whenever the director got a hold of it, they decided to make it a kid's movie. Well, I do want to mention that this was co-written by Paul Dini, the creator of Batman the Animated Series, the creator of Harley Quinn, Harley the, Quinn was great. The guy has written a lot of cool shit, and to put your name to this was pretty <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> All right, so the roles that we're going to recast, we've got Jimmy Lee, played by Mark DeCassos, who was 30 at the time. We've got Billy Lee, played by Scott Wolf. Party of five Scott Wolf, you guys. Uh, he was 26 at the time. Then we've got uh, Marion Delario, played by Alyssa Milano. Koga Shuko, Played by Robert Patrick, who was 36 at the time. Any questions before we begin recasting? No. Uh-oh. All right, over to you, Mark. Sure. So to cut right to the chase, I am going with Arnold Schwarzenegger, aged 73, as, with the power of soul as Jimmy Lee. Nice. <laughs> Did you and Sean switch seats? What's going on? I know, right? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chelsea. Uh, my actor was in a movie from 2019 called Five Feet Apart, which in 2020, that's just not enough. Yeah, you need more. One <laughs> right? more. At least one more. He is in a TV show called Riverdale. He was in Big Daddy and Friends. I went with Cole Sprouse. Oh, shit. Yep. He's a twin. He is a twin. Hmm. With Dylan Sprouse. Yep. Oh, is there a theme? <laughs> and then over to Sean, what do you got? I went with a um, 27-year-old actor. Um, he's from Dayton, Ohio, and he is a martial artist as one of his hobbies. Uh, he was in Teen Wolf, the MTV Teen Wolf. Uh-huh. He was in Criminal Minds, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and he's been in a TV series called Fracture. I didn't see that hmm. episode of Criminal Minds. Well, that's okay. His name is <laughs> Cody St. New, and he's got mm. the hair. Nice. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. That's the hair. All right, my guy. Uh, I didn't know he was Hawaiian, the original actor. I thought he was straight up Asian, which was confounding in itself. But and that makes you racist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, so I went with an Asian actor. He is thirty now. He was in Rebirth. He was in American Refugee, and he's on The Umbrella Academy. His name is Justin. H. Min. Justin mm. H. Min. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Next up, we've got Billy Lee, played by Scott Wolf, who was 26 at the time, and Marco. I went with another spring chicken, Carl Weathers, 73 yes. years yeah. old. I just <laughs> talked about him. <laughs> Great in The Mandalorian this season. Uh, yeah, why not? The power of body. Who's next? Me. Chelsea, go. So my actor was in The Astronaut's Wife. Um, did a lot of TV shows and was also in Big Daddy. I went with Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> Dylan Sprouse. Now what? It would make more like sense. a Disney Channel show or they a Nickelodeon were, show? It was called The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Zack yeah. and Cody. Yes. And they're actually like turning out to be pretty decent actors. Maybe one more so than the other. Yeah, I think um, Cole is Dylan He's doing stuff now. There's a lot of stuff that right. he has in post-production that I haven't seen, so I don't know. It's kind of like a tale of two Corys. Kind of. Which is an upcoming episode of Cinema Chop Shop. That's right. Mm. All right, Sean, what do you got? Um, my actor is 25 years old. 
He was in Yours, Mine, and Ours. Mm-hmm. He was in Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. He has most recently been in the film Blast Beat. Hmm. But he was also in Disney series Kicking It, which had a martial arts theme. Blast Beat is just a reverse masturbation video. His name is Mateo Arias. Mateo Arias. Arias. Arias, like Jody. Okay. All right. So my pick is 25 now. He was in National Treasure Book of Secrets. He was in Crank High Voltage. And he's in a TV show called Lab Rats. His name is William Brent, a.k.a. Billy Unger. Hmm. He's changed his name to reflect his, I, I believe, his biological heritage. Um, but yeah, that's my guy for the Scott Wolf. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, <laughs> we've got Marion Delario, played by Alyssa Milano, who's 22 at the time. Uh, this movie, maybe go back and look at some earlier pictures that she was in. <laughs> and by that, I mean photographs. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh. And so, Marco, who's your pick for Marion Delario? Well, who's someone you could see being the type of strong woman running a cadre of child soldiers, tough enough to hang out with Arnold and Carl, uh, keeping it with the Hamiltons, which is uh, George Hamilton. Um, I chose <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Yes. 64. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> Linda Hamilton is good for this. It, mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> Chelsea, who's your pick? Um, my actress is the the hero of my remake. She's just gonna kill them all, basically. Um, she's a podcast favorite. We all love her. I went with Samira Weaving. Ah, mm-hmm. yes, nice. Samira Weaving's gonna be great. Sean, what do you think about for this? Uh, my actress is also twenty two years old. She was in Super Eight, Maleficent. The Beguiled and The Neon Demon. She's mm. got some face value with Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. Fanning's great. And the same yeah. age, I think, exactly. Uh-huh. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, over to me. My pick for the role of Marion Delario is 21 now. She was in Tusk. She was in The King. And she's in Planetarium. Her name is Lily Rose Depp. I like Lily Rose Depp. Mm. She's all right. And we've got one more. We've got our big bad. It is the role of Koga Shuko, played by Robert Patrick, who was 36 at the time. For the listeners, Robert Patrick is the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Um, Many other grumpy characters. (laughs) So Robert Patrick was 36. And Mark, who did you like for this? So we've got Vanilla Ice 1000 here, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wears these billowy suits. Um, who has experience with this? I say Louis Anderson from his Whoa. baskets role. Whoa. He has experience wearing <laughs> moo-moos. He, he has moves in moo-moos. I'd like to see him do some martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> I love ah, it. Sure. I love it. Wow. This is going to be a crazy remake, man. <laughs> Chelsea, what do you got? Um, So the villain of this movie is the second evilest man, most evil. evil. John Hamm? No, no, no. I just hate him. Mm. Um, I went with Jesse Eisenberg. Fuck that Whoa. guy. Whoa. I mean, you, you also hate him too. I do. From his Facebook But role? he's actually not like nice. He's oh. super mean. Huh. Sean? Hmm. Um, I went with a 52-year-old actor who bears a striking resemblance to Robert Patrick, I think. 
He's been in films such as Blade 2, The Boondock Saints, and The Walking Dead TV series with Norman Reedus. That's Mm. interesting, dude. I've never thought about them looking like each other, but now that you mention it, there is is definitely a little bit of face value there. And Death Stranding for video game tie-ins. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. I want to play that so bad. Mm Mm-hmm. He is a, uh, I think he's a pretty good actor. He definitely has been typecast a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the rugged outsider. All right. My pick is 35. Now he was in the mini saints of Newark into the woods and velvet buzzsaw. His name is Billy Magnuson. Billy Magnuson is my pick for the. He was in date uh, a game night, right? I think he was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. So, final thoughts on Double Dragon. Like I said, I found it to be more fun than Super Mario Brothers. It was Brothers, definitely more fun than Super Mario. But it was Mario still Brothers. stupid and a waste of time. Yes. <laughs> Chelsea? Just no. No to any of these. Just don't. Same same. Marco? Hard pass. Hard pass. I wish I didn't even know this movie existed. <laughs> I never played the game, didn't want to watch it. I did though. I did it for you guys. As and Marco, all the chop as, shoppers as, out there. As Marco said during I think off mic was just these guys came out of a garage to protect their girlfriend who got punched in the stomach. That's the whole story. And somehow that <laughs> developed into a movie. With that, we want to wrap it up, but not before our bonus segment, which is a battle royale between the following big bosses is big we, boss the list no oh we've okay. got the nameless king from dark souls 3 we've got Cthune from world of warcraft and we've got skolas from destiny house of wolves <laughs> all right so take a pick i picked the middle guy I forgot his name. Cthulhu. Yeah, that guy. Because tentacle porn. Yeah, it's basically like a Cthulhu, right? <laughs> yeah. And tentacle porn. I mean, okay. I think that Dark Souls is probably the hardest, but I'll go with Cthulhu also. Works for me. Middle guy. I'm going with Mike Tyson from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Punch-Out! Oh. Nintendo Entertainment System. It had to be done with exact accuracy to beat him. Mm-hmm. I'm also mm-hmm. going to go off script. I'm going to pick that asshole dog from Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't get the ducks, he laughs at you. Mm-hmm. That is going to wrap it up. I want to thank you, Marco, for being here. Always a pleasure, Travis. And anything you want to plug? Um, not really. Fill the pre-wash section in your dishwasher if you ever feel like your dishwasher doesn't work well enough. Do use that. It makes a huge difference. Nice. Seriously. Life hacks. For real. And Chelsea, the regulator, thank you for being here and doing what you do. Anything you want to plug? Uh, Trivia. Trivia. I thought last week was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because we we won. Had some epic (laughs) music. Technically, you didn't. Um, (laughs) Also, want to thank my co-host and co-producer, Sean the Brew Boss. Anything you want to plug, sir? Um, no. We are, <laughs> we are uh, kind of putting our heads together and working on a Patreon. Yes. Uh, there will not really Patreon, but a Patreon-esque support system yeah. to kind of keep the lights on. We're going to work on that. And do you know what next week's episode is? Yes. This is the uh, Making Bacon episode. The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where we will take two Kevin Bacon films 
and hypothetically recast the main roles with actors who have been in movies with Kevin Bacon or who are at least within six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So I do have a question for you. This will be your sneak preview question for this week's trivia. The 1990 Kevin Bacon film Tremors is the first acting role for what country music singer? Randy Travis. Damn it. Although that is my porn name. That guy that said the N-word recently? No. Not that guy? Really? The country music singer. You guys haven't heard this story? Yeah, I have. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you a hint, Chelsea. <laughs> Female. Reba. Reba fucking. Yes, exactly. Oh. Yeah, you guys are in the you guys are in the sausage headspace. Um, so oh, yeah. we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We're also hosted online on Podbean.com. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail, and also Untapped. That's U N T A P P D, where we are Cinema Chop Shop, and we will check in all of our beers that we drank today and finally farewell to you the listeners the chop shoppers out there uh wear a mask social distance and please remember to watch chop Chop retrofit. retrofit